Hello, and welcome to uh, my podcast, uh, the First and Ten Football Podcast. My name's Aiden Ferris. Um, really coming on here just to talk about football. I mean, I've done it for many years. I've always talked about starting a podcast, really wanted to. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, throughout the time, I don't know what will happen, honestly. Uh, maybe we'll have some special guests, maybe... Uh, we'll go do some clips, or maybe I'll start a YouTube channel. I don't know what's going to happen, but um, we're going to start here. Uh, I'm going to talk about um, the past couple of weeks of football with the divisional round, uh, head coaching firings and hirings. Um, the reason why I started this is I love football all my life. Uh, a lot of my friends have as well. Uh, maybe we'll get them on the podcast too. I mean, we've a lot of my friends and I, like we just love debating with each other. Never any hate. <laughs> There's never any hate. It's just uh, it's part of the sport, you know. Uh, we always bash each other, and especially because I'm a Giants fan, I got a lot of friends who are Jets fans. Shout out to those guys. Um, it's very fun to debate uh, football, and I'm just gonna talk about it for a little bit. Um, so, starting off with the head coaches, um, the head coaches that got fired or quote unquote retired this year. For football was uh, Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer, Raiders had John Raider John Gruden gone. We all know that situation. Texans fired Dave Coley. Uh, Giants got rid of Joe Judge. Thank the Lord. Uh, Dolphins. This was a very surprising one. Getting rid of Brian Flores. Vikings got rid of Mike Zimmer. Bears uh, got rid of Matt Nagy. Uh, shout out to my uncle. Uh, no, he's really happy about that. Broncos. Uh, got rid of Vic Fangio, and the most surprising one, I feel like, was Sean Payton retiring. Um, not a lot of us saw that one coming. Um, a couple of general managers have retired, retired or fired as well. Uh, the Giants, uh, Dave Gettleman, again, thank the Lord. The Bears got rid of uh, Ryan Pace, and the Vikings uh, got rid of uh, Rick Spielman. Um, basically, I just want to talk about some of the head coaches. Uh the Dolphins especially, I mean, they went from absolute losers to complete winners. Like, Flores turned that team around. Um, you look at Tuba and Jalen Waddle and that offense. It was good on paper, but Flores was able to develop some, like Tua into something. I mean, Flo- Tua struggled a lot, uh, like often. And with Flores, he did really well, especially at the second half of the season. And that Dolphins defense was... Uh, it was really good. It was at least a top five defense, maybe top seven. It's somewhere around there. The second half of the season, for sure, um, definitely stepped up, and that's why they won games. Um, I just, I don't, I don't understand. I'll never understand why they fired him. Um, he, going from a seven-game losing streak to a seven-game winning streak is just, it's very impressive. Um, and yeah, you could say, all right, yeah, he he did get the seven-game losing streak, but. The fact that he was able to turn it around shows how good of a head coach he is. And, um, I don't know. I was just really very shocked. I, I know a lot of other people were as well. Um, I don't know what the Dolphins are going to do. I don't know. Maybe they're going after Deshaun Watson and they don't like Tua. And they, like maybe Flores wanted to keep Tua. Who knows? Or maybe oh, a lot of talks were actually Flores wanting to coach Deshaun Watson. And there's rumors about where those two might end up. Um... But uh, I also want to talk about Sean Payton for a little bit. Sean Payton 
I think, 16, 17 years in the NFL. He had a ring with Drew Brees. He's done well year in and year out. Um, but then Brees retires, obviously, and we get a season where he has Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, Ian Book as his quarterbacks. Um, not exactly the best season by the Saints. Um, I think that has to do a little bit with his retiring. Uh, a lot of people are starting to see it. Like you look at all these head coaches and all these quarterbacks in his division in the league that he has to go against. Um, Sean Payton's resume is phenomenal. He's one of the uh, brilliant offensive minds in NFL history, um, and he, him and Drew Brees were a deadly duo. But I think that's why he wanted to retire was without Brees or without a stud quarterback. To keep his resume clean, um, he retired. I mean, I could understand that, but if he were to go a couple more years and maybe turn the Saints organization around again and bring him back on top like they did with Breeze, I would say that's even more impressive, but I guess he just uh, didn't want to risk anything, which I could understand, but maybe that could affect his... Uh, actually, nah, I don't think it would affect his uh, Hall of Fame candidacy, but... Another one, Giants, Joe Judge. Let's just give it a round of applause there. Thank the Lord. And honestly, um, going into it when we first got him, I liked him. I really liked him. I thought he'd be something that, like, you know, uh, coming from the Patriots organization, uh, Bill Belichick, no nonsense, all toughness kind of guy, just shut up and play football. I liked it, but I told Joe Judge kind of crossed the line you know he's constantly yelling always complaining he never really just plays the game and just moves on like you know um joe judge was a big complainer and the problem with the giants especially with gettleman was the past six years we've had three head coaches each of them had two years and i'm not saying they were good coaches with Ben McAdoo, Pat Shermer, and now Joe Judge. I'm not saying they were these phenomenal coaches, but sometimes I feel like we're not giving them a good enough chance to... Because it, it's quite obvious it takes more than two years to rebuild an organization. And just because these coaches come in here and have losing records, or well, they are really, really bad like year in and year out for the past six or seven years... Um, seeing that happen, uh, I can understand why you just keep rotating through coaches, but uh, again, it takes a while to rebuild an organization, but I like the move. Joe Judge, I feel like he really sold it with that last game. Um, what the heck is he thinking? Second and 11 on your own third down, on your, on your own third yard line, sorry, and you QB sneak it. And then go back on third and nine from your own five and say, oh, we got two yards. Let's do it again. I mean, that was a nail in the coffin for me. Just the fact that it's not even the end of the second of the first half and he's just throwing the game away. It's like almost as if he wanted to get out of there. It was, I was very disappointed. Um, I thought that me, like, I could understand trying and not being good. Because at least you're putting in the effort. But just giving up before the first half is even up is mind-blowing to me. That he even has a job still. 
Um, again, Giants, Dave Gettleman. Um, there have been a couple draft picks here and there where he's done really well. And there's been a lot of draft picks where he's done god-awful. Um, but, you know, the Giants, I feel like they always stayed within the organization when they did these hirings. Like, they always made these little connections. Like, why don't you just bring someone new in, right? Um, the Bears of Ryan Pace. Um, he's had a couple strong picks here and there. Roquan Smith. Uh, Justin Fields was solid. Um, but again, a lot of big mistakes with signings and draft picks as well. Um, so yeah, uh, the firings for a lot of these teams make a lot of sense. I mean, obviously Urban Meyer, John Gruden, we know those situations already. Um, they deserve to be fired. I mean, you, you could say like, you know, you like the person, but you hate the action and it's just the action. It's not good. It's, it's not you don't get to keep your job after that. No one does. No one deserves to keep their job after what these two did. Um, David Coley, um, he was good, but he didn't show life, I feel like, with the Texans. I mean, um, they did They did show signs of life here and there. Uh, they, have a, they have a young team with a lot of draft picks. Texans have a decent future if they find the right coach. If you get someone like Brian Flores, I could definitely see the Texans turning it around in a couple years. Um, Mike Zimmer, finally, I feel like, for the Vikings, finally. Um, he's a good guy. Not exactly the best coach when it came to getting into the playoffs or winning playoff games. I mean, he did build a solid team for the Vikings, which I like a lot. I mean... Kirk, getting Kirk Cousins, I mean, I liked a lot. Kirk, people are bashing Kirk all the time, but um, he's done well. He's done really well. He's a very underrated quarterback. Uh, obviously, Justin Jefferson, probably a top three receiver right now in the NFL. Um, if he keeps performing like this, he's absolutely insane. Um, going to head coaching hirings now. Uh, the Giants hired Brian Dabble. And uh, I really like this signing, but I also really hate it. Uh, the reason why I like it is because look what he did with the Bills. I mean, he formed Josh Allen into this amazing quarterback. Uh, he got a great O-line. Uh, he uses his weapons properly. Like Cole Beasley is a slot guy. He's a little older now, but... He's still putting up numbers. I mean, like, or maybe not the biggest numbers, but Beasley is a reliable receiver. Gabriel Davis, look what he just did in the playoffs against the Chiefs. It's because the, the reason why those two guys are reliable receivers is because Dabble uses Stefan Diggs in a, such a threatening way. You see on this, like two of these Gabriel Davis touchdowns, Diggs is running either a comeback or a curl route, right? And it draws the safety in instantly because that's how that, that big of a name is how threat, like it's just so threatening to defenses. So the, the safety, like Tyron Matthew could be looking at Diggs the entire time and not even see Davis fly right by him, um, right in the middle of the field. And Allen, it's just too easy for him. And that's what I like about Dabo is because. Even when uh, a valuable player is not in the play, he knows how to use them to that advantage. And I think he could 
he'll know how to use the Giants' weapons properly. Uh, maybe if we start building the O-line a little more, we could have a chance at, you know, using Saquon better and giving Jones time to look at our targets and hopefully our targets actually catch the ball. I like Dabble a lot. But hearing the news about being between Dabble and um, Flores, like those are our final two candidates, I would have liked Flores. I mean, I don't know why. I know he's a really defensive-heavy guy, but just like like I said before, he turned the Dolphins organization around um, in the middle of this season and went on a seven-game winning streak. I mean, that's the kind of mentality I want in the Giants organization, this tough, gritty, loud, exciting, energetic uh, team and someone who gets it going. I mean, we don't know what a Dowell can do. And he did well with the Bills, and he's he's got five rings when he was with the Pats. He's done well. Uh, the question is, can he lead now and not only run the offense? Can he lead the entire team? Um, I like it, though. I like the the GM signing of Joe, Joe Schuin. Schoen? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but um, I like him as well. Um, he look, he seems very focused and, uh, very professional. Um, I'm looking forward to the Giants' future. I'm not saying they're going to be good in probably the next five years. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but, uh, I'm looking forward to see what happens. Uh, the Broncos, they got Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach. Uh, Packers offense coordinator, uh, an assistant head coach. Um, both, uh, got, both, he got compliments from both Rodgers and Adams about how good of a coach he is. Um, maybe that was a big play in the Broncos signing, trying to get, uh, Rodgers over to Denver. Um, that's very interesting to me. Uh, if the Broncos do get someone like Rodgers, uh, they could be a very dangerous team next year or in the next two years or whatever it is. Um, and then Matt Ebertless to the Bears. Uh, I've never been more confused in my entire life. There were a couple candidates that I would have liked to see as the Bears head coach instead of Ebertless. Um, Caldwell was a big one. I mean, there were a couple guys out there with a lot of head coaching experience, whether it was in college or in the NFL. Um, and they went with the guy who has literally none. Um, I don't know why they did this or who, like who they're thinking. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm very lost. The Bears, they have a young, solid team. I mean, they don't have many draft picks, but if they have the right GM, they could get some or they could build properly around Justin Fields because Justin Fields is their future if they do it right. Only if they do it right. And it's up for grabs, honestly. I could be wrong. I mean, we never know with these with these head coaches. He could be... It's a hit or miss kind of thing. It's like he could be the next Bill Belichick or whatever. The next Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay. You never know. But, um, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of this sign. Uh, but we'll see what the Bears can do. They have a lot of potential. Now that Nagy... I feel like Nagy was the problem. Matt Nagy was definitely... The problem, but uh, yeah. Um, looking at last week's games, the divisional round. Uh, I don't think I've ever experienced a more exciting weekend of football. Um, 
I think from Saturday afternoon to Sunday night, my adrenaline was through the roof. It was phenomenal. Starting off with the uh, Bengals-Titans game. Um, What a game, first of all. Uh, Amazing job by the Bengals. Amazing job by the Titans. But you look at that game and you see what the Titans did. And it's like they are really reliable of Derrick Henry. They held the Bengals to 16 points, and they still lost. And 16 points is not a lot in the NFL, especially the Bengals. The Bengals with that offense, I mean, it's nuts. The Titans got after Joe Burrow and sacked him nine times, and they still lost. All because of Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill threw three interceptions, right? That Titans O-line is solid. Those Titans weapons are great. And he still threw three picks against that Bengals. And Bengals defense is getting better. I'll give them you gotta give them credit for what they did. They slowed down. Derrick Henry had a decent game. Tannehill had a god awful game. Besides that one throw to AJ Brown, he had nothing. And the Bengals defense is the reason why uh they won. And now you're going against the Chiefs and it's just gonna be a straight up shootout. And I don't know who could win that game, honestly. The Bengals beat them earlier in the season. Um, but we know playoff Mahomes is just a different breed. Uh, I I could I could definitely see the Bengals winning. I could definitely see Joe Burrow um, slinging it to T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd. Um, maybe getting Joe Mixon involved a little more would would probably help. Um, that O line needs to get better. Um, you definitely can't let Joe Burrow get sacked nine times against the Chiefs, or it's game over. Um, but the uh, the Titans, considering they were the one seed, I expected a lot more. And the fact that Derrick Henry was playing with a, a plate and five screws in the, in his foot just shows how desperate they are for him on the field. Um, disappointing showing by the Titans. I mean, respect to them for getting to the playoffs, but they should have done better. Um, next game was, I believe, the Niners and the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, man, disappointing. Just disappointing, in my opinion. Um, in the second half, he had 50 yards total offense and three points. Um, I said f- for many months, I said if Rodgers, if Rodgers went all the way and won the Super Bowl, I could make the case for him being arguably the best to ever do it because of how talented he is. But... This officially did it for me. He finally got his offense. He finally got his defense. And you... Okay, the special teams. You can't blame the special teams. Okay? The reason why the special teams are on the field is because Rodgers can't convert. He struggled that game. And fair play to the 49ers. They executed it perfectly. They did a phenomenal job locking up Aaron Rodgers. The Niners deserved that win. And Rodgers is probably going to go somewhere like the Steelers or the Broncos or the Saints or wherever. And he'll try and win one, but I don't think he will. I really don't think he will. He he, he honestly blew it, in my opinion. This was his year. It really was. Very disappointing. Um, next game, Rams and Buccaneers. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I hate Tom Brady. I, I hate him a lot. I know we... Giants beat him twice in the Super Bowl. 
I gotta bring that up. A little flex there. <laughs> but, uh, I hate him. But, I respect him too. He is the GOAT. There's no one better than no one... There's probably no one else better than him. Um, but I had the Rams winning this game because of the Buccaneers being short. Short staff, basically. Um, I, Tom is the GOAT, but if you look at all these years of him winning championships, he had a top 10 defense. He had amazing weapons year in and year out. He had an amazing O-line. Right? And he is a great leader, which is why he's the GOAT. He's able to rally these guys up and say, let's go, you know, let's go win every game. Let's go put points on the board right now. And that's why the, the game got so close at the end. Even though he, he was short-staffed, Godwin was out, a um, couple other guys were out. But, I don't know. Uh, the Rams almost blew it. It got me very scared. I remember I was in a pizza shop with my family watching it. I'm still jumping all over the place watching it. It was crazy. Um, it was a good game. Stafford um, Stafford showed he's a top five quarterback in the NFL right now. I'd say number five. Um, he did really well in that last drive. Uh, you see that amazing throw to Cooper Cup. I mean, that's just iconic. That'll go. That's going in the books for sure. That's one of the most iconic plays in the playoffs. That was a very fun game to watch down in the wire. Um Respect to both teams for what they did. Um, I think the Rams could definitely go to the Super Bowl at, and beat the 49ers. Um, we'll definitely see, though, because the Niners are Niners have been upsetting everyone this year. Uh, next game. Chiefs and Bills. Holy crap. This was arguably the best game I've ever seen in my entire life. My entire eight... 19 years of existence on this earth. I've never seen a better football game. Um, obviously, there was very little defense played in this game. It was the battle of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Uh, those guys chucked it up however many times. I think the final score was 42-35. to 35. Um, Went to overtime, obviously. And that's another thing I want to talk about, the overtime rule. Um... It's not fair. I mean, we made the same we made the same complaints and arguments about this when Mahomes got eliminated by Tom Brady and the Patriots a couple years ago. Um, we said, oh, you know, Mahomes was cooking that entire game against the Patriots, and just because Tom got like it, it didn't matter who got the ball in overtime, whoever got the ball would have won. Like that's just how, and it was the same thing with this game. If the Bills got the the ball, they would have won easily. I, there was no defense played in this game. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but the NFL is definitely going to take into into some consideration, like to change this rule. Um, it's not it's not smart, in my opinion. Just giving what it, it should be is similar to college. I feel like uh, you play like maybe a ten minute quarter or a twelve minute quarter or something like that, and. Um, Basically, if one t if the returning team scores a touchdown, then the other team has to match it. Or um, if one team score if the returning team scores a field goal, uh, then the other team has to can either t 
tie it for a field goal and they keep going, or if the other team scores a touchdown, then the game's over because both teams got the ball. That makes it more fair to me. Or maybe you just play a whole another quarter entirely, similar to the NBA, where it's not like it's a certain amount of points. Where like the NBA is like an overtime rule of like uh, I'm not entirely sure. It's like maybe ten minutes, fifteen, or however long it is, twelve minutes, like a whole another quarter, and they just keep playing until uh, stoppage. Um, but they have to fix this rule. It's not fair to me. Uh, Josh Allen worked his ass off the entire game. He put up incredible numbers throughout the entire playoffs. He dominated the Patriots and went and had an amazing fight against the Chiefs. The Bills honestly deserve that spot over the Chiefs. They really do. Um, Mahomes, don't, don't, uh, I'm not going to say like Mahomes had a bad game or anyone on that Chiefs offense had a bad game. They did, but the Bills, that climb they made all the way from, uh, you know, destroying the Pats. And coming in here and fighting the Chiefs in Arrowhead, I mean, I, the Bills were more deserving. I could, I could have saw the Bills maybe even winning the Super Bowl if they beat the Chiefs. Um, it's disappointing. It's really disappointing to me. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna end it now, just because it's gonna be a shorter podcast today. Uh, again, my name is Aiden Ferris. Uh, I'm looking forward to making more podcasts about. The NFL and football, uh, I'll see what the future holds. Um, Thank you for listening.